Hey everyone, and welcome to the Generations Church Podcast, a podcast about everyday people who are committed to expanding God's family because of Jesus for generations to come. My name is Kyle Davies, and I'm the lead pastor of Generations Church, and today I have the pleasure of sitting with Brian Heath. Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am actually a stay-at-home dad. Uh, we have a, my wife and I have a six-and-a-half-year-old daughter uh, who's in first grade this year. And um, yeah, my wife works for uh, the Alliance Northwest, mm-hmm. which is a, an organization that helps uh, with churches around the Northwest um, to basically spread the gospel. Yeah. So that's, awesome. that's what we do. Awesome. And I'm excited to sit down with Brian today. We're going to string a series of conversations together around Christmas and the holidays and some exciting things that happen, some good stories that we like to tell and share share and hear. But then also, we all know that there, there are just some challenges out there. And so we would just want to address some of those pain points and how the Christian should live and respond in light of all that. So big, big picture there. And so let's just start. We want to continue to get you to get to know us and some of our background with Christmas. So let's just go there. How did, Brian, how did you grow up in and around Christmas? What was Christmas like for you growing up? And how has that maybe shaped what you've tried to do in your own home? Yeah, uh, Christmas is probably one of my favorite times of year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the the season with the lights and the, just kind of everything that goes with it, along with kind of the you know, the birth story of Jesus. Mm. And I mean, it's just the whole kind of package. Um, As a kid growing up, uh, it was pretty unique. Um, I have, uh, my parents were uh, divorced when I was younger. Um, So I think I was like three, Mm. two or three, um, and then remarried by the time I was five. And so I kind of had, I had two families um, that I got to celebrate Christmas with. So it was Christmas Eve with one one family and then Christmas morning uh, and day with my other family. And uh, as a kid growing up, I thought that was normal, and mm. <laughs> I didn't know that that's not what everybody did. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as a kid, it was also kind of cool because I got a lot of presents <laughs> <laughs> having two families. As uh, I got older and became, you know, and married and uh, with my wife and I, that added an interesting dynamic to have uh, now three families mm. that we were splitting um, time with or trying to fit with. And, and then once Megan was born, kind of added another dynamic to that mm. in terms of how do we, um, how do we spend time with our families mm. and how do we, you know, manage the Christmas season yeah. and the rush. Uh, and, you know, and also, you know, take time to celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus, yeah. take time to appreciate this time and, and to instill, especially in our daughter, um, wanting her to to know what it's like to um, experience the joy mm-hmm. of Christmas and not feel like it's just about getting gifts and yeah. going from one house to the next and yeah. kind of a thing. Um, but, you know, for Christmas for us, we loved, um, you know, I, it, it was all about family. It was mm. trying to spend time with family. Um, you know, we did the, the the tree and decorating and stuff and because I was spending time with, you know, one family on Christmas Eve and then another family on Christmas morning, um, we didn't do a lot growing up where I was at the church a lot. Okay. Um, you know, so we would, depending on when they would have their Christmas Eve service, I might okay. make Christmas Eve service and then go um, to uh, my dad's uh, for, okay. Christ- for Christmas Eve. 
um, or uh, you know, often at times I just basically did Christmas Eve with one set, and so I didn't do a lot with the church until later, until okay. I was in actually in ministry, mm-hmm. uh, and then Christmas Eve became a, a big part of kind of our tradition for my wife and I to be you know at Christmas Eve services and then um, go do family stuff after and. But it's been hard. I think that's been an interesting balance. We can get into it later. But like trying to figure out how to balance some family time mm. um, as adults, where it's yeah. just my wife and I, or just my wife and I, and now Megan, um, with trying to do things with the church, to do things with mm. um, my family, to be able to feel like people are valued and, and yeah. like, that we want to be around them because we yeah. do. Yeah. But trying to fit it all in can feel uh, very stressful. But you know, at the same time, it's always been, I mean, it's just fun. It's yeah. Christmas is just a fun time uh, of celebrating and, you know. Uh, what are some aspects of Christmas that you appreciate now that you're older and you have a daughter and you have a wife that maybe you didn't appreciate as much when you were, when you were a kid and growing up? Well, I mean, definitely uh, gift giving has changed for me. Uh, uh, you know, as a as a kid, and I mean, it was all kind of, and even as a young adult, it was still really about me. Um, and and I loved, you know, like I was always, you know, what what am I going to get this year or whatever. And uh, I didn't put a lot of stock in the idea of giving to others or generosity. Um, I didn't understand that concept real well as a kid. Um, and, you know, my parents practiced it. They were always generous to others. They were always giving. Family was, was so important growing up. Um, but I, for me personally, it just, it was kind of yeah. still about me. I was the, uh, the youngest. Um, okay. And, you know, so I, I think there's an element where I kind of got spoiled a little bit. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was kind of about me. And then as an, as an adult... Um, I started to see a bigger picture. Okay. See, uh, one of the things too, I think, just seeing needs, mm. seeing seeing that not, like, uh, while I don't think my experience growing up is unique, um, didn't appreciate what I had as mm. a, as a kid. Appreciating even simple things like having a, a roof over my head and mm. and food on the table and presents under the tree. That just was a normal mm. thing for for me, and and because I had multiple families, I mean, it was kind of magnifying that that theme for me. And so, as I got into ministry and got into you know working with a lot of different families, and began to see that like not everybody has that, mm. <laughs> um, not everybody has um, those same kinds of feelings of excitement about Christmas. That there's mm. other things. There's pain. There's loss. Um, there's things that make it challenging, um, to enjoy Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's reminders of, of what's not, what they don't have. Yeah. And so I think for me, um, I appreciate it more now, like what we do have. I also appreciate being able to give mm-hmm. more and, um, getting to hear stories of, of how God is providing or how, um, people are caring for each other around the holiday season mm-hmm. is uh, something that brings just a ton of ton of mm-hmm. joy now, and and more so than what I'm rece- mm-hmm. like. You know, I, I, Julie and I joke often, like you know, we don't we don't need anything. Like you know, this is it's fun to still kind of do presents for each mm-hmm. other, but it's but there isn't the same kind of like mm-hmm. excitement about it like yeah. it was when we were kids, 
and now it's more fun when we get to watch Megan, mm. you know, open something, that, you know, or, or when we get to think of outside the box to ways that we can be creative and giving gifts or, or helping others and, and stuff like that. So I love uh, that. Yeah, I love that. That's that's definitely a perspective change that I think is welcome. And it's also really just really neat to see how just some of your, your attitudes and perceptions of Christmas now I don't know how many of you caught that, but just or have been shaped by by your background and, and your and your story and that and that Christmas for you. It seems like, if what I'm hearing is correct, that it's gone from a a Brian centered a- atmosphere. And, and, I mean, early on, and now it's you, you're looking to where you can be generous and you can be give and you're appreciating the 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 simple things. And there's not really want. There, you're not looking at what you can get out of this time of year. Uh, What about you? Like, what? What's your uh, story for Christmas as a? Oh man! So, growing up, I loved to try to sneak downstairs and catch my parents putting (laughs) gifts underneath the tree. Because my parents, growing up, they would always put from Santa as well into probably until I was 11 or 12 years old. They would still write from Santa, but it was like we, we knew he wasn't real, but yet that was still something we did in our household. And so I'd always try to catch them and, you know, sneak down and see where the present's going to be under the tree or anything like that. And so, but when it was funny, because I, I would do that almost Christmas Eve or Christmas night, but Christmas morning uh, was not an exciting experience for me. Christmas is not something that's been for me, something that I've looked forward to. It was almost because I knew there would be presence there, this level of entitlement and expectations. But, and like, I'd almost have to manufacture excitement Hmm. because I would get a lot of gifts. And some of them, like, I really would enjoy and I'd appreciate. But sometimes it's like, okay, here's another pair of sweatpants or here's here's some socks or, okay, this gift is really, really random. I don't know if I will ever use that or, or look at that. And it's like, I remember the one year I got a, like a portable like TV. It was like, like, looks like one of those old Game Boys, but it was like, had an antenna off the, antenna off the back and you could like tune it and you could pick up like the satellite stuff and it was like i'm i'm young and i'm like why do i why do i want this little tv when i can look at that tv right right there and watch it and so that's kind of my perception around gifts the gift side of christmas but even growing up my mom would place a higher level of emphasis on jesus and nativity and story but we didn't really have any traditions. I'm the oldest of three. Uh, my parents uh, still married, but it was always like my dad got a kick out of giving gifts and seeing how many gifts he could get and doing the, the box and a box and a box and a box <laughs> type thing. And so, so there was a level of like fun and okay, what what is he gonna do as far as that comes? But there was also that level of annoyance of like I want to just be able to open my gift and not have to go mm-hmm. in a box and a round tape and and things like that. But we didn't have any super special traditions. We had some extended family that we would always try to go to my grandparents' house and spend 
some aspect of Christmas, whether it was before Christmas Day or later in the week around New Year's and with all my extended family and cousins. And that was always fun and exciting. But some of the reason that I dreaded that time of year so much is because it was so jam-packed, not in a way of we felt like we had to go from place to place to place, but because I never got to fully participate or stay or relax because it was almost every event around Christmas was always cut short mm. f- because of sports. And so for me, it was always, uh, yeah, you can't stay the night with your cousins at grandma and grandpa's because you got to get up and go to a basketball tournament or you've got a game that you've got to travel to or we've committed to do... Uh, this somewhere else and so Christmas for me looking back and this is just something a little bit about me is I I don't have a ton of memories um, throughout my childhood but some of the memories I do have they are definitely full of mixed emotions Hmm. and that's that's followed me to as I as I grew up because it when I met Ruth at KCU it absolutely shocked me the fact that her family had all of these traditions. Like they would get on the staircase and they would pack the whole family on the staircase and her dad would read, you know, the the birth account, the nativity, read through Luke chapter two. And I'm like, what is happening? This is so, <laughs> this is so weird. And they would get so excited for Christmas, whether it was putting up the tree or doing things as a family. And I'm like, this is not the same atmosphere that was true in my family. It wasn't it wasn't negative in my family. It wasn't like we were at each other's throats or but what I will say is I noticed a distinctly different atmosphere when I came in contact with Ruth and her family in and around Christmas. And so Ruth and I we had to kind of reconcile that of as we now have three kids What are some things that we are going to do as far as setting the tone for gift giving? Because one of the things we realized in the early years of marriage is Ruth would would always think, okay, you know, a couple presents for each kid or for each other would be fine. But I had grown up with this image embedded in my mind of a tree with presents that were burgeoning out, you know, five, six, seven deep. And they weren't always again they weren't always expensive gifts or there was a, but it was the image that was seared into my mind and so i would wake up so, sometimes when ruth and i first got married on christmas morning and dread christmas because it was like well we're not doing what i what i grew up with mm. but it wasn't even i was upset that we weren't doing what we grew up with because i didn't as i said a moment ago didn't even necessarily always enjoy it but i had to to take a moment and say, what am I, what it, what is off-putting, or what is, where are my emotions at? Why, why do I not find joy in some of this? And some of that has was because of, again, just some of my attitude that I had wired into my brain and heart growing up. Of Christmas is something you just simply get through. It's not something you actually enjoy. And so I'm still, I'm still, reco- I'm a, I say I'm a recovering Grinch or a recovering Scrooge because I'm learning to be a little more joyful on this side of things with forming some habits and some traditions and Ruth and I and, and our, and our kids. But again, when you didn't grow up with a lot of traditions and you marry someone who is like, this is, this is kind of how 
what we do as a family and the, and the, even the Christ-centeredness of it all. Um, for us, Christ really only came into picture on major holidays when it was we'd go around the table at Thanksgiving and say something we're thankful for and pray. Or on Easter, we'd do the Easter egg hunt, but the eggs we were finding had the like little cross and the little nails and, you know, the, all the, all the symbology there. But there wasn't, there wasn't a ton of that embedded in my heart and my soul around Christmas growing up. Can you take me through a little bit of like what it is that's helping you kind of like, you know, moving Mm -hmm. from kind of that, what you experienced growing up and that kind of uneasiness with yeah. Christmas to now starting to come out of that Grinch yeah. phase. Yeah. Yes. Like what are, what are some things that have helped kind of in that or what's, what's been the process there? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the big pieces of it is I had, I was recognized in myself that I wasn't joyful and I had to, I had to essentially communicate that with Ruth and Ruth had to be courageous enough to say hey you're you're acting this way again and we're right around the holiday like do you do you like she had to be able to call that out of me and I had to be able to take that and go okay that 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 is a that is a serious issue in the sense of not that we have to put off some like perfect Christmas spirit or or anything like that but what it was doing it was creating distance uh, between us, and it was making it even hard for me to to want to give gifts to my kids. And so, some of I'll get to how this kind of transitions into me me coming out of that. But one of the pieces that I had identified in my own life is because we always had a level of of financial stability that it almost seemed foolish in my mind to get something around Christmas when you could buy it at other points during the year because you had the financial means. And so what I realized is some of that, just this is what you're supposed to do. Those of you who know me and have heard me on this podcast long enough know that I'm a little bit more of a natural rebel. And so what I was doing is I was trying to subvert or rebel and make Christmas more about rebellion and and not what Christmas is actually about and remake it and how I wanted it to be made. And so coming out of that, it took some time to go back and say, so how do I make this about Jesus? How do I, how do I joke and say, you know, he is the reason for, for this season. How does that come out in what Ruth and I and what we do around Christmas. And so we have had to have a healthy dialogue and talk through that. And I think it starts with an awareness that transitions to just a conversation about what do we, what are our expectations for Christmas? Like at the end of the day, like us and our walk with God, what do we want out of Christmas and what do we want, uh, those around us to see in us and in our lives. So no tangible, practical, I guess, advice or of here's the five steps that I've done to come out of my grinchiness. It's still still a little bit, I'm still working through it, but every year it's a it's a reminder with my time with Jesus to say, 
it's not about me and how and how I perceive, but it is about Jesus. And what are the ways that during this time of year, what are the redeemable values that I can model both for, for my kids, that I can cultivate in myself, and that ultimately that really Jesus is trying to cultivate in me. Now, Brian, you you mentioned that you and Julie were thinking through some things very similar when you first got got married and had to make some transitions yourself. So talk me through some of that. How have you processed that and shaping what you guys do now as a family? Yeah, I think I liked how, you know, you're talking about you and Ruth and how coming from two different kind of traditions, you know, mm. you had different expectations when it comes to what Christmas looks like and yeah. and values even and and trying to merge those is is pretty challenging. You know, there's there's definitely an expectation and and I think for uh, Julie and I there's some similarities in the sense that we had we had different traditions and and for Julie it's unique in the sense that um, you know, she didn't really grow up in a, in a strong Christian home. Mm. Um, and so, you know, her faith was kind of her own and, and through high school. And, and as we, you know, were got married early, we were married when we were 21. Um, but we, as we were, um, looking at Christmas for her, there was a, you know, her, her family, I mean, her dad did Christmas so big, like mm. it was, I think it was, his favorite, the holidays in general, um, and really because they were centered around family and centered around giving, and you know, and, and he was just such a generous guy um, that Christmas was just the time of year he looked forward to. I remember one year for Christmas, um, my father-in-law gave uh, my mother-in-law basically she they had been out like shopping or or just hanging out, and she would just mention kind of random things like she's like, oh, I would really like Heelys. Like, and I remember, you know, like the kids with the one wheel on the back of their shoe and, uh, and he remembered that. And then it was like, you know, they had passed by one of those like wooden horse, like the, the old, old school where it's got like the horse head and it's just got like a, a broom handle mm. that's attached to it. You know, that little kids get. Yeah. And she had said, oh, like, I love that when I was a kid or whatever. And so he was like taking a mental note of all these little things that she had said and literally for Christmas, he got her like all of these random. Wow. Got her a set of found her a set of Heelys for adults, and that's that impressive. Her and got her, you know, her, so he was really into being generous at the holidays, uh, you know, come, being creative mm-hmm. and stuff. And you know, for both Julie and I, you know, we just we came from, you know, we didn't maybe have a ton, but we had yeah. we had more than enough. Yeah, and it was a big deal. And then for Julie. You know, as she's venturing out and we're starting our life together and, and now we're making decisions on our own, I think there was a, an element where trying to reconcile this idea of, you know, being generous and mm. and also being responsible with our mm. with our finances, like being good stewards, that yeah. idea of like, you know, we're going to, you know, we can't, you know, we don't want to take advantage of, of what we have and, and we want to be, you know, give it. Out and so Christmas was like this anti idea of being good <laughs> stewards with finances, yeah. especially you know. So my wife has a background in finance. That's that's one of her things. So she is uh, she's all about mm. being responsible and and having integrity and accountability with finances. And so as a young married couple, that was a big struggle for mm. us. Is like Christmas isn't financially responsible. Yeah. It's not being um, 
you know, and, and especially presence, you know, having oh, it. Yeah. And I, I was like you in the sense that like I, we, you know, we not have the most expensive presence under the tree, but our trees were full. Like yeah. in the same with, you know, on Julie's side. Um, but then as we came together, you know, one, we didn't necessarily have the money to do yeah. that. Um, and so that made it feel for me, you know, there was an element, oh, you know, we just don't have enough money. You know, we're going to have to go into debt to make yeah. Christmas happen. And my wife's sitting here going, I don't understand how we can go into debt to make this. This isn't being responsible. Yeah. We're not being good stewards. Mm. Um, and so there was a lot of years where Christmas just felt off. It felt mm. flat and it felt, you know, it was disappointing. Like I, yeah. there was some seasons there, you know, where it was like we were we were just struggling to, to make it work. And then we still had the expectations. We still had to be at the family functions. We still had to, you know, give gifts, yeah. you know, uh, make sure that people were getting presents and that they were good presents. And, you know, and for me, like, so my love language is part of my, one of my love languages is gift giving. Like mm. I love to give and to receive. Okay. It it speaks to, to who I am and it mm. shows, you know, love and, and stuff. And so then when we're struggling with being able to do that well, because uh, we either didn't have enough money yeah. or, um, or just, you know, like I said, you know, like Julie not feeling good about it. And then it would make me feel guilty too. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh man, you're convicting me because you're sitting here calling out. You're making, you know, saying, is this being responsible? You know, are yeah. we being good stewards of our resources? Mm-hmm. And and it just was kind of just sucking the life out of mm-hmm. Christmas. And so, you know, for us trying to, to work through that, there was a, a, we tried a lot of different things. You know, we tried to just go a completely different direction. We're going to start our own traditions. We're going to start our own thing. We tried to like almost impose that on our mm. families. You know, like we would go to them and we'd be like, hey, we're not going to do presents like we normally do. Let's go do an event together. Let's go do something yeah. as a family. And they would just kind of look at us like we were crazy and they mm. wouldn't get on board. Like they were like, but what about presents? And what yes. about like what we do? You know, like that was a tradition. I didn't realize at the time that like the the presents and the Christmas morning and stuff like that was a big part of their tradition like mm. of our tradition as a family mm. and and it was important to them it was a value they felt valued and loved yeah. through that and so um for so you know like I said for years we tried to kind of like shift everybody or like hey, we're gonna move you guys to what we think Christmas yeah. should be about you know and so, because we tried to do what you were doing, like, we're going to be intentional. Yeah. We're going to figure out what is important to us at the holidays. And yeah. and we're like, oh, family is important. You know, spending time with people is important. You know, we may not have the money to do all the presents, but, like, we value time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and for my wife, that's time is her love language. Mm. And so we were like, uh, we're going to do things where, where we're, we're spending time together. Mm. And... We tried to then take that and we were going to make that everybody else's Christmas too yeah. <laughs> in our family. Yeah. And we just kept getting pushback and it yeah. would just get frustrating. Yeah. And so um, we finally got to a place where we started to recognize that like, okay, so yes, we need to be intentional and and figure out what it is that about Christmas or about this time of year that that we mm-hmm. value Yep, and and figure out ways to incorporate that into our traditions um, as a as a family, but then also recognize that. So one of the things we value is caring for others. Mm. And, and, and we do that, you know, obviously Jesus speaks to that, like, you know, that's, that's the message right there, right? Like, (laughs) yes, is, you know, is to love others and, and, you know, and to do it because, you know, 
Christ first loved us. Yes. And yes. so, you know, that, that when we started thinking that way, it was like there was like this light clicked on mm. where we said, how, how is trying to impose our traditions, mm. <laughs> our new traditions as family, onto our family, the people that we're trying to care for, mm. trying to love? And, you know, we're telling them that the way they do Christmas, the way they do their traditions isn't right. Mm. <laughs> like, that's not loving. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the opposite. Yeah. And, and it was like, as soon as we kind of leaned into that and mm. said... No, we, we, we want to celebrate, you know, we may not do it to the extent, we may not do, you know, 10 presents for each person under the tree kind of a thing, but, but we're going to put thought into the presents mm. that we buy. We're going to, you know, we're still going to show up for yeah. Christmas Eve with my family and we're yeah. still going to do Christmas morning or Christmas day with, with our, with the rest of the other two families. Yeah. And, you know, and we're going to make that a priority, you know, like all of our family live North, they all live, uh, Tacoma, Puyallup area. Okay. And uh, up in Seattle, and and we make a point that we go to them. Mm. You know, we don't expect them to come down to us in yeah. Vancouver. Um, we we go to them because because they they matter to us. Mm. They have value. That's good. Um, and so and we want to show them that they they matter to us and they have value. Yeah. And so that's kind of been our um, our big shift for us. Mm. And then again, you know, because we value things like time. That's where we've started to, you know, incorporate that more in our traditions around here. Mm. You know, basically once uh, Thanksgiving is over, we kind of kick off the Christmas season. And every weekend, you know, we just make time to go do fun things together. Mm. And so that whole idea of time Mm. and being intentional with our time, which is a value that my wife has, you know, that's that's her love language. So it's like we make that a big part of Christmas yeah. and it has changed it, you know it's helped having a six-year-old because yeah. it's like now we go do stuff and it's you know to her it's all new mm. and it's all exciting and there's a wonder to it and an excitement to it so it helps us to have that childlike yeah. kind of response to Christmas yeah um, which is awesome yeah um but it's it's just understanding I think more like hey we can do these things and then we can invite people in on those yeah but there isn't an expectation that you need to come do it with yeah. us or we're going to force you to change your tradition yeah. to fit ours. Instead, it's like, no, we're going to create our own, but then we're also going to, how do we incorporate, yeah. you know, what we've grown up with? Well, and it's, I think the key word in all that is I just, I kept hearing you say it and I may have said it earlier, but it just keeps sticking out is the expectations because mm-hmm. as you and Julie you do, you were thinking through how how do we do this, and you wanted to, to kind of take your thought process and and almost like you said almost impose it upon others when that wasn't their convictions and you were just simply trying to live out yours. And what what Ruth and I have faced is is almost the inverse of sometimes we we can feel ashamed because of or or feel a level of shame because. Um, Others have this perception about what Christmas should be or do, and we don't necessarily acquiesce to that. And we don't necessarily go, um, we, we don't do all the big presents, or we, we don't do anything. And we had to get to a place of where if, if we're financially able, we may only be able to give one present. And it may be less than $20 per person, and we can't do it to absolutely everybody who's in our life because that's not a good financial suit. So we have to pick 
and choose both who we give gifts to, who we spend time with, Mm -hmm. because we're going to be exhausted. Our kids will be exhausted. And what happens is it just becomes a cycle of, of one thing to the next without tying it back to, okay, what is the reason? Why are we doing it? And what are the expectations that we have and others have? And I don't think these expectations are necessarily always set in stone, and I don't always think we understand where these expectations come from. My guess is that expectations that we have around the holidays don't always come from our story or upbringing, but are actually sometimes discipled into us uh, by the outside world. And we're going to get into that in a little bit, but we hope that you have enjoyed our story so far around the Christmas and holidays, and we look to sharing more with you. And maybe we'll get into how it seems, how the pressure of the holidays, how it shapes us in both realized and unrealized ways. Hey, thanks for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. If you have questions, send us a message online at our website or on our social media. You can search us at Gen Church Wa or visit our website, mygenerations.church.